What's the deal? What's the deal? This your boy Gabe. And we are here with the Weapons of War podcast, formerly known as The Way In. We had some confusion about some things, so we had to make some changes, make some name changes. You know how it go in the world nowadays. But we back. I'm back and we here. Now, I want to touch on something that I've been wanting to touch on for a while, a specific topic about music, specifically Christian music, Christian hip-hop, regular gospel music. But, you know, it had gotten away from me. However, now I really want to jump into it because we have a new contender in the ring, supposedly, by the name of Kanye West. I'm pretty sure you heard of him. But So we're going to jump into that right, right now. So... Like I said, we want to talk about Christian hip-hop and the state of it. Now, the front-runner of Christian hip-hop is Lecrae. However you feel about him or what you think about him, you know, me personally, I think his lyrics changed a bit. If you listen to him from his first album to his last album, they are on two opposite spectrums as far as the message and the lyrics. I'm not trying to say he don't love God anymore or anything like that. So I don't want people to say, oh, Gabe's saying that he forsook Christianity. I'm not saying anything about that. But for whatever reason, if you listen to the music, you could tell it's clearly a difference from when he started to where he is now. And I'm not saying that over the course of time, people can't mature in their music, so to speak. But, you know, it's one of those things where I feel some things that when you change them, it kind of says something about how you feel in a sense. Or maybe that's just how I think about it. And one thing that I really want to touch on is the fact of Christian people, whether it's Christian hip-hop or whether it's Christian singers, having secular people on the album with them. Let me start off by saying I 100% disagree with this concept altogether. And clearly, people in the hip-hop arena or the gospel entertainment sector, they don't believe this because every day you hear a new secular Christian artist collaboration. You've had Lecrae collaborate with some people. Kirk Franklin collaborate with some people. Uh... You have a bunch of people doing it. And I, I and I just don't think it's cool. I don't, I don't think that's the thing to do. Call me crazy. And when you look at the people, they always give the reasoning saying, you know, don't you don't want to be holier than thou art. These people need to know God too. That's what's wrong with the Christian community, this, that, and the other. And my thing is this: it's nothing wrong with the Christian community in the aspect of saying. You know, it's an issue with secular people and Christian people on the same album. You know, it's just a matter of uh, not necessarily right or wrong, but I guess you would say conviction. One, you saw in the Bible where it said Jesus ate with the sinners. And that's what a lot of people say. Jesus even ate with the sinners. And I would say, yes, he did. But the difference is Jesus went and ate with the sinners, dropped the message off, and then he left. And if they wanted to be a part of his crew, they had to leave what they were doing and come and follow him. The difference in what people are doing now is 
they're using that as an excuse to say, you know, the secular people need the word too. And while I agree, I'm not saying forsake the people of the world and just don't give them the Bible, just stay away from them altogether. What I'm saying is go where they are, present them with the word, and go back to where you are and allow them to be fed and the Holy Spirit shift them and let them come to you. Jesus ate with the sinners, dropped the message and left. He didn't open up a business with them. He didn't open up a, a food and restaurant with them and say, hey, you know, we eating together. Why not open up a McDonald's together? No, he ate, he dropped the message and he left. So what I'm saying is these secular artists, you should go. Cool, because you're in their arena. You're closer to them. So it's only natural that you would go in and preach Christ to them, present Christ to them. However, you do that, and then you go back to doing what you were doing. And if they would like to have more, continue to feed them the word, but take them into a thing called discipleship. Disciple them. Let them understand the word. Let them confess Christianity. Let them forsake their old way of life, and then let them come. Because even in the Bible, there is no one who God just delivered and then they just went out. Most of the people, all of the people were sent out. So that means you need to sit under somebody. Even Paul got converted immediately by God. He even had to sit under somebody for a while. So why is it that we think that these people now don't have to be sat down and discipled. That's all I'm saying. Don't just be so quick to throw them out there because it gets a little dangerous in the fact of, in my opinion, let's just say you're a babe in Christ. And use Lecrae for an example. And let's just say you're a follower, you're a fan of Lecrae. And you getting into it, somebody led you to him, you listen to his music, and you're like, cool. You know, he got a Christian, got, a, got some swag to him. You know, I could listen to the rap, I could do all that, cool. And then let's just say he does a song with Snoop. So what if this babe in Christ says, man, Lecrae, you know, I thought he was a Christian artist, so, man, Snoop? Snoop a Christian artist now? cool. So he dropped the track. The track is fire and whatever, but then Snoop gone about his way, and he drops his own album. And his own album is the same as every other album he had was. Gin and Juice, pimping, doing all this kind of stuff like that. Now, if I'm a babe in Christ, I'm kind of confused because I'm like, uh, so does that mean it's okay to still do this and profess my Christianity? Hmm, granted, everybody is in charge of their own salvation. What you do and don't do isn't predicated on what someone else is doing because each person is going to get judged for what they do and what they don't do. But what I'm saying is, you are still liable for the seed that you plant. So we have to be conscious of that. Like the song with... Nicki Minaj, that's cool that, you know, the song did what it did, but what about the people 
who are confused now because they see Nicki Minaj on the Shayna Wilson track and they might be saying, man, that's cool that Nicki Minaj got saved, man. I didn't know that. That's cool. And then you go back and you hear Nicki Minaj's new song or new video and you might be confused because you're saying like, hold on. She was just over here. Now it's over there. So it's okay for me to dip in and out of Christianity when I'm not saying that Shayna Wilson shouldn't have connected with Nicki Minaj. All I'm saying is maybe you connect with her and present Christ to her and attempt to disciple her. So once she accepts Christ, once she confesses with her mouth and believes in her heart and forsakes her old way, then she could come across because we know she's turning away from the old ways. But just to say, okay, it's okay for you to dip in the church, then dip out. To me, it seems like the church gets prostituted, so to speak. It seems like these people, these artists, Christian artists, feel like they need a popular figurehead. Like, yeah, you know, you know what to get get this gospel to get more reach is if I get Nicki Minaj, is if I get a Zaytoven, if I get a Scarface. You know, and, and I, I don't think we need that. The gospel is enough. The gospel is going to reach who it reaches. It doesn't need these people to take it over the top. Now, granted, if these people of influence get converted and they get a life to Christ and they forsake what they were doing, then great. Because just imagine, I always say imagine if Pac and Big had gave their life to Christ, how many people they would have changed, how many lives would have got delivered if they would have been preachers of the message. Because it's people now who will fight you, who will literally fight you if you say anything (laughs) against Pac and Big. And that's just crazy. And they've been dead for a whole bunch of years now, but it's still people who hold on to the message, to the thug life message, to the, you know, Versace message and whatever it is that they were saying. It's still people to this day who hold on to that. So just imagine if before they left this earth that they would have been preaching the word, preaching the gospel message, the impact that they would have had on the lives of people considering the fact the impact they've already had on people. So, That's why I say that I don't believe that it's cool for that. And it's also not cool to just say you're doing it because church people are square, this, that, and the other. They overly religious. And granted, I do believe that there are some overly religious people, some people who just too traditional, who don't understand the move of God and the move of the Spirit. I do understand that there are some people who just turn their back on things and not open to what God is saying now. And I get that. So nowhere am I saying that I don't recognize that on the flip side of it, there are people who don't accept things that are literally acceptable to Christ. What I'm saying is I don't believe it shows a good image to where when you have artists jumping from their secular realm, jumping into the Christian realm. Let's take R. Kelly. Back in the day, every one of his CDs ended in a gospel song. Like, he had trade in my life at the end of one of them. 
You done did all this fornicating and sexing, but you ended in trading my life. On, I think it was TP2, the song right after filling on your booty is the storm is over. So here it is. You go from fiesta, fiesta, I don't mean it, you know, TP2, all of that to the storm is over. I know that because when open moment, when TP2 was out, I was in it. I was all in with R. Kelly, and I had a totally different perspective than I do now. However, <coughs> things change, and this is where I am now. So we're not going to sit up here and say, R- is that okay? R- now, granted, the songs were good. They were gospel. They had a good message. But the Bible says gifts are without repentance, which means everybody is gifted by God. Every secular rapper got their gift from God, and they're going to choose to do with it what they want to do with it, though it was given to them to glorify God. So, of course, R. Kelly is able to make a good gospel song because he's gifted. When he got in trouble, what happened? Oh, let's get away from the sex and and let's put out a happy people, you save me. Let me put out a full-fledged gospel album. Why? Because he's gifted. He can do that. We just have Snoop who just produced a gospel album. Uh, what is it called? Something about the, the Bible. And I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to look it up. So, But it's just like, of course, these people are going to be able to produce these things. It's because their gift comes from God. So if your gift is rapping, doesn't matter what the topic is because that's your gift. Of course, it's going to sound good. I'm looking it up, and it's Snoop Dogg Presents the Bible of Love. And let's see. We have on this Snoop Dogg album, we have the Zion Messengers, John P. Key. We have Kimball Rail. We had a Clark Sisters, Molly Music, Ty Tribbett, Mary Mary, Marvin Sapp. Isaac Curie. I don't know if I said the Clark sisters already. James Wright. My thing is Fred Hammond. Why? Why why is it? If Snoop want to do a gospel album, let him do a gospel album on his own. But why is it that we have to be a part of that? Because if you put out a seemingly gospel album, but you're not leading this lifestyle, it basically to me seemed like that you're making a mockery of what you're speaking about because you're just flexing your gift. Yeah, I could do this. I could throw this bone at them and they're going to jump at it. You know, I'm going to make this money and I'm going to move on. And funny, if I'm not mistaken, the album was number one on the charts. The crazy thing about it is while he held the number one album for having a gospel album, he also held the Guinness Book World Record for the largest cup of gin and juice. (laughs) Let that sink in. You had a number one gospel album and the world record for the largest glass of gin and juice. This is my problem. 
Because say you're that babe Christian, you might have liked Snoop. I think we all liked Snoop back in the day. Everybody was jamming doggy style back in the day. And you converting and you see the Bible of love. You're like, man, Snoop then came over, bet. You look at the track list and you're like, bet. And you hear, you vibing with it, you know. I haven't listened to it, so I'm assume, just assuming that it has some message in it of God. And then you flipping through, you going through your Google feeds, you might be flipping through Facebook or something, and then you see Snoop breaking world record with the largest glass of gin and juice. So you're like, hold on. They're not talking about Snoop Dogg who just released the number one gospel album, is it? Let me look it up. And you look it up, and sure enough, this is Snoop Dogg, Uncle Snoop, who holds the number one gospel album along with the record for the world's largest glass of gin and juice. Now, again, I don't want people to think I'm saying that these are horrible people and that they're just doing so much wrong. No, because even me, at one point in my life, I was out there and I wasn't following God. And even now, as a Christian following God, you know, I'm not perfect. So I'm not saying that people have to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination. However, you have to make a stand for something. When it comes to Christianity, you have to make a stand for it. That's that's what confuses many people. Just about some people who just call themselves Christians. Because here it is. I say that I'm a Christian. I confess Christ. I'm doing all this stuff that make it appear that I'm Christian. But then if my lifestyle doesn't match that, you hear people say all the time, that's why I don't go to church because they just going to judge you. It's always those people who say they Christians who don't love, who don't do this, who don't do that. And I can't agree. There are some people out there who are like that, who really don't show the love of Christ. They really don't represent the kingdom well. But on the flip side of it, I say the same thing. How is it that you dip into the Christian arena to get a quick paycheck, then you dip out. And no one has a problem with that. And then you have people who just lump people because someone says something about Jesus, they got to be Christian. Like we had Chance the Rapper. Not saying anything about Chance the Rapper wrong, but he had a few worship things in his set, and now he's a gospel artist. No. It takes more than you doing a worship set during your concert or during your performance to be considered a Christian first, but a Christian artist second. You know, being a Christian is about your faith. It's about a lifestyle. It's about surrendering to Christ. Not saying you'd be perfect, but you would make a conscious effort not to do the same things that you used to do. That's all I'm saying. So, you can't go from a concert having a worship set, then you go right back to your same old songs that's talking about drug abuse and things like that because those two things are contradictory. And if people don't accept that from just 
normal Christians who they say lead double lives who make them not like Christianity, why is it accepted when artists do it? They could drop a gospel song, yell out the name Jesus, thank Jesus for the award they got for pandering sexuality, drugs, and, you know, carnal living. But that's okay. You know, that, oh, that's cool because people say they're not perfect. When artists and stuff do this, it's always, they're not perfect. No sin is greater than the other. Only God can judge me. But the thing about that is what you don't understand is once you say that you're a Christian, if you say that, if you put it out there that you are going to abide by the Bible and saying that you are a Christian, you give Christians the right to hold you accountable to what the word says. So if you're doing something after you confess Christianity and you get called out on it and presented with the word, you can't say only God can judge me. No, because I'm telling you what the word says. So the word is judging you. And in turn, yeah, it is God judging you. Because in the beginning, the word was God. The word was with God. So stop saying that. Now, granted, I do understand that there are Christians out there who are literally judging people, forgetting their own testimony, realizing that they, too, were in the world at one point. But we're not talking about that. That's a small sect of a greater people. Christianity is always judged by the few. You go to a church and you don't like the vibe of a few people who probably don't even go to the church and you, oh, that's why I don't go to church. Or you go to a church where the pastor or the people at the, who actually are at the church might not be all the way right and you just throw away Christianity altogether. Why not just go to another church? Because everybody who says that they're a Christian doesn't mean that they're following what the word says. Most of the people who, who say that, you've been in the world too long and you didn't came across too many just worldly people who fake. But yet you still deal with people and you still may deal with that same person. But when it comes to people in the church, you come across the wrong professed Christian and you're just giving up on Christianity altogether. You're just giving up on church altogether. Come on now. How many relationships we didn't been in and they didn't turn out the way we thought they were going to turn out? Men, how many women you didn't been with and they didn't turn out to be who you thought they were? Did you give up on women? No. You just found another woman. Women, when that dude didn't turn out to be your knight in shining armor, did you give up on me? No. You just found another dude. So when you go to a church that's not upholding what the Bible says, instead of giving up on the church, how about you just find another one? Pray and let God lead you to the right church. Maybe you should do the same thing in your relationships. Pray and let God lead you to the right man or woman. That's a whole different story because we're talking about music. Now, when we get to Kanye, what do we say? Everybody knows Kanye when he came out with Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks was epic. However, it was a Christian, a God-based song on a secular album. He wasn't professing Christianity. He just put that out there. A really good song, might I say. 
That was back in the day. I was jamming Kanye. Kanye is a genius. God blessed him with musical genius. As we can see, he used it for worldly things. But then now we get to a point to where he's confessing Christ, saying Jesus Christ is not a Lord and Savior of his life. But this comes off the heels of all the things we remember, him jumping up on the stage, snatching the mic from Taylor Swift, him saying stuff about slaves were slaves by choice, him, however you feel about him and his supporter, Donald Trump, and just the rants and things that he's gone on from Sway interviews to other interviews to him being married to a Kardashian, all things that just seem like, you know, worldly things. And so now he comes and he starts these Sunday services. And in my personal opinion, I think there needs to be more God in the Sunday service because it started off as a thing where people could just go listen to the music. He had the choirs and he would, you know, his wife said, he used it to heal himself because, you know, he said he was diagnosed as bipolar and all of this kind of stuff. And just a side note, I think this all happened when his mother died because his mother was rooted in God. So I'm pretty sure she was she had planted that foundation in him. But when she died, I really think that that damaged him a bit and that caused him to go on these rants and things like that because of the relationship that he had with his mom and to take that from him, you know, I don't think he knew how to handle it well. That's just my personal opinion. But here we go now, fast forward, and he says he's given his life to Christ. And he just released the album called Jesus is King. You have many people doubting him. When I first saw it, I was like uh, being skeptical and not saying he can't be a Christian because, hey, God can save anybody. The thing is, you just see these people who do this and you get kind of weary because, you know, you had Mace who left the game to become Christian. He was a pastor, I think, of a fairly nice-sized church. <laughs> then he came back with 50 Cent as murder Mace. So we see how, how that was. So... You know, people get a little skeptical. And then especially Kanye seeing how he was. People get a little skeptical about that, rightfully so. But my thing is, the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. So if they say that this is who they are, you know, accept it. I'm not saying have him preach a message at your church. I'm saying accept it because as time goes by, you'll understand it. You'll know him by his fruit. His fruit that he produces will show whether or not he's really true to what he says. And God forbid, let's just say it turns out to be a publicity stunt. It is what it is. He would have to answer to God for that, you know? So people will say, see, the church, they just let anybody in there look at them. They just da-da-da-da-da. <coughs> what I would say to you is, hey, he came in, he did what he did, and he didn't turn out to be the person who we thought he was. Hey, that's between him and God. It's not me to forsake your journey or to be like, you're not really that. So, ah. Because I've heard him say, 
I'm forsaking secular music. I've heard him say that Jesus Christ is the Lord of his life. I've heard him say that in the beginning, when he started the Sunday services, that he wasn't really fully saved. However, over the course of it, he did get saved. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay. So he recognizes that in the beginning, it, it really wasn't about the gospel. It really wasn't about God. But then somewhere in between him starting it and where he is now, the Holy Spirit hit him and brought him to a part of repentance. And now he's accepting Christ as his Lord and Savior. I saw him on Jimmy Kimmel the other day. Well, not the, yeah, the other day. And Jimmy Kimmel asked him, so are you a Christian artist now? And he says, I'm a Christian everything. And every time I hear him, he's saying stuff about Jesus. His album, he said Jesus on his album 2.5 million times. <laughs> really not 2.5 million times, but he says it a lot. And that's a big thing that differentiates Christianity from everything else. Everybody say, I want to thank God. I want to thank God. I want to thank God. God, 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 God. Every religion has a God. The thing that separates Christianity from everybody else is Jesus. To be a Christian, you have to accept and acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior and as the Son of God. And it appears that he does. So my thing is, hey, I, I, I welcome him in because it appears he's boldly standing before men, professing Christ, forsaking the life he once led, and he's taking that voyage into Christianity. And since he's a rapper, it's only natural that he use his gift now to glorify God. And with Jesus as king, my one, two things. It was too short, less than 30 minutes. And I wish he would have waited and let it come out a little longer. Because even though it's Christ and it's Jesus and his word all through the album, he is a rapper and rapping is a gift. I wish, me just it's just my personal opinion, he would have came out and spit some Kanye-esque bars under, you know, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, I, I felt this album because it felt like to me a person who just got saved and got a studio. Like, you know, you just got saved. You're going back to the church. You're about to get your testimony about what God brought you from, about what he's doing. But then you got one of those musicians in the back who be hitting those riffs and pressing those keys, and it just catch you. And then next thing you know, you're singing a song. You can't sing. That's not your gift. But the spirit came over you, and you just start going. And though you're not the best singer, the congregation know that that's from the heart, that that's pure. You're speaking from your spirit, so they accept it, and it's moving. That, that's, what it, that's what it seemed like to me. And I appreciate that. So, you know, so I was listening to somebody reviewing his album the other day. It was a group of dudes. And they were saying how they don't appreciate it. Kanye on the record trying to make himself sound like a victim and this, that, and the other. And I was like, my thing is, 
embrace what's going on. Embrace this man's journey, like I say, real or fake. That's between him and God. I pray that it is genuine. I feel that it's genuine. And I'm going to pray that, that, you know, that it works for him. And even on his album, on a side note, he had some secular people, which again, like I said, I don't agree with that. But him, not saying just because it's Kanye, I give him a little bit more grace because he's a new convert. So, you know, he's on his walk. A more established Christian, I would expect that you wouldn't have secular people on your album, but you would be more about discipling them, taking them under your wings, showing them the ropes versus just trying to make a quick buck. You know, and not saying that that's their mindset. I'm just giving you my personal opinion on it. So if you haven't got the Jesus is King album yet, I would suggest that you go get it because I appreciate it for what it is. When I first listened to it, honestly, I could say I did not care for it because I wasn't listening to it correctly. But once I listened to it and allowed my spirit to calm and listen to it and just hear the fact that it sounds like this album came from his heart, from a sincere place, then I hear it differently. You know, so... And on a side note, speaking of Kanye, uh, I was reading the other day how people were blasting him because he had something to say about his wife's attire going to the Met Gala, saying that he feels some type of way when pictures of his wife are too sexy. Because he's a husband now. He's a father of a daughter and things. And people were like, oh, my God. He's being controlling. Oh, my God. He la, la, la. Are you serious? You have a problem because this woman's husband has a problem with her dressing too sexy. Get out of here. That just goes to show the world that we live in. And true, you might say, hey, once you married her, you knew who you married, and you even changed her wardrobe and put her in this thing about showing off her body and whatnot. And you'd be true. However, my thing is this. If someone is doing something that's not necessarily right, one day if they come to a realization that what they were doing was not right, do you not expect them to say so? To be like, yeah, I might have said this, but this is the way I feel. Many of us have felt ways in certain points of our life and through experience and maturity, we realized that the thing that we once said wasn't how we felt at the current moment. So we may go against it. That's all this man is doing. He's saying, now that I found Christ and I understand these things, that, wow, I'm basically just putting my wife out there as a piece of meat to be stared at by other men. And people have a problem with him saying that that's not cool anymore. Not that it ever was cool, but now I realize that that wasn't cool. 
come on, people. <sighs> we, we, we have, 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 have to do better. Uh, so, speaking about Kanye again, God forbid that he goes back into the world. I really hope he does, and I hope he stays on the Christian side. We'll see based on this fruit, as the Bible says, because album sales may suffer. He may lose money. I don't know. But when you profess Christ, you got to make sure you're ready because you're going to reach some warfare, and it's going to affect you in a way. So now it's going to be time for you to lean on your faith. But let us go where... Uh, we go, want to read scripture out of, what's this, Philippians 1. It's Philippians 1, starting at verse 15. Some, it is true, are actually preaching Christ out of envy and rivalry towards me for no better reason than a competitive spirit or misguided ambition, but others out of goodwill and a loyal spirit toward me. The latter preach Christ out of love because they know that I have been put here by God on purpose for the defense of the gospel. But the former preach Christ insincerely out of selfish ambition, just self-promotion, thinking that they are causing me distress in my imprisonment. What then does it matter? So as long as in every way, whether in pretense for self-promotion or in all honesty to spread the truth. Christ is being preached, and in this I rejoice. What is that saying? Paul is saying it was some people out there who were preaching Christ out of spite, just out of promoting themselves because the message of Christ was a hot ticket item. They can make a lot of money off of it, or they can gain fame and recognition. A lot of people are doing that now. But he says again, so as long as in every way, whether in pretense for self-promotion or in all honesty to spread the truth, Christ is being preached, and for this I rejoice. And I say that to say, again, in the off chance that Kanye goes back into the old Kanye and forsakes Christ, at least while he was here, he preached Christ, and he touched those people who he was supposed to preach at the end of the day. It's not a strike against Christianity. It's not a strike against Christians for giving him a chance. No, while he was here, he preached Christ. So the truth is the truth regardless of who speaks it. So if he leaves, the the word he spoke that were coming from the Bible about Jesus, and Jesus is a savior, Jesus can get you out of everything. You know, your life won't be the same when you call on Jesus' name. All those things are true. And if he goes back into the world that doesn't negate any of that because as Paul says at least the gospel was preached so that's what I look at it I welcome it you know but I'm gonna leave you with that again if you haven't got it check out Jesus is King you know let me know how you feel subscribe to us we're coming back this is your boy Gabe we with the weapons of war podcast until next time we signing off peace